Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Height. I'm your Game Master, and this is Episode 24. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Dr. Margaret Evans. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Uh, Mr. Jadick, just sending you a brief status update. Um, We have decided to work with Scott Davidson and his partner, Jeff Todhill, who were the Wiccans that we met at the hotel after we discovered that they too were trying to investigate the Toronto Ripper. Um, uh, Dr. Mills and myself decided to go with them to the Metro City Camp Company, uh, where we discovered that Ken Stewart, the uh, the cab driver who was killed, called in that he had picked up a a fat bald man um, who was apparently well known enough that he was trying to get the dispatcher to guess who it was um, before he was killed. Um, that description matches pretty well with a reverend of a local uh, televangelist station. Um, the other, uh, Dr. Carlisle, uh, Dr. Flores, and Dr. Liege decided to go try to investigate him, but they weren't able to talk to him. Um, but interestingly enough, of that organization were the ones sponsoring the exhibit of the frauds. Um, and that exhibit is what brought that um, pretty horrifying statue out of out of storage. I'm not sure if there's really a connection there, but I can't help but think about it. Um, any, uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Jonathan Liege has decided to try to get some more information out of an employee from the Black Dragon Diner. I think that is where we are, where we're at. And also, you had a really bad uh, tarot card. And also, yeah, Mr. Jadick, uh, there was a tarot reading that really spooked us, but I'm not going to put that in the report because that sounds, you know. All right. So, as I recall, it's late afternoon, Mm -hmm. evening. Um, Those of you who are together getting your tarot card read, uh, where was everybody else? No, Dr. Ethan, you were not there i thought it was desmond and myself together desmond you went to the church we we were doing uh the uh hardware store run oh that's preparation for the big day the church we went to the church and then we did the hardware store run and uh dr liege created a rudimentary sort of explosive just in case yeah. So Small at the hardware store, what did you want to get? Anything uh, Anything other than the stuff to make the explosives? Just we get... have a bit of our spook kit left over. Well, actually, I guess we left most of that in San Damiel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, as, as long as we're spending cash at a bunch of hardware stores, we might as well pick up some quality flashlights, uh, flares, some rope. gloves, rope, branch, pro pry bar, the basics for people who don't know what they're going to be up to. Uh, let's get some 
let's get some utility knives too, the little flick out ones. And uh, some industrial um, duct tape. Really good duct tape. And backpacks. A little car kit. Okay. Um, the only other thing that happens that evening um, before the the uh, uh, Lurleen thing, um, after your tarot card reading, um, uh, the guys, the, the Wiccans want to know, what do you think we should do next? Um, well, they suggest maybe that they should try to do some research on this Lully fellow. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Um, see, uh, you know, how long he's been in town, who his associates are. Let's get some background on him so we're not going in completely uh, blind. I'll see if we got anything where we can apply some pressure on him. Because right now, I mean, he's the chief of a big organization. He's kind of holding a lot of the cards. All right. Let's also say that eventually everybody comes back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Possibly for dinner. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Mr. Uh, Scott gets you all dinner. Oh, he's got the money. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And it's probably good dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll say that we'll just for the fun of it, we'll say that you end up eating upstairs in the, uh, the lounge, um, some of the finer food. Um, uh, Panther is there playing some soft jazz music while you're eating. Everything is very nice and you're quite relaxed before um, your meeting tonight with the mermaid. Wait, Panther, the, the jazz musician from San Damiel is here in Toronto? Oh, I'm sorry, that's right. I wasn't thinking. I, I <laughs> in San Damiel. We just, we just have him on Margaret, call. Margaret was about to get very excited. <laughs> no, never mind. I was going to get paranoid. <laughs> yeah, there's a secret tunnel between San Damiel and Toronto that we need to investigate. My bad. A pocket jazz musician. Mm. Yeah, uh, some other jazz musician. <laughs> you said you've got a jazz Cougar. And Pussycat. Pussycat and... It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. uh. Okay. A little too impromptu. So is there anything you want to discuss amongst yourselves before you head on over to... Yeah, so, coffee and cognac, thanks to uh, Scott. We should, mm -hmm. uh, we should talk about your date. Yeah, how should I... Uh, how should I pump her for information? Punch her in the face and tell her to tell you. <laughs> Man, no, Heather, no. Heather is still bitter about the. Uh, I, I, I know, I know. First, um, you offer her cigarettes, and then you tell her that you're a cub reporter for the Daily News. <laughs> no, no, already, already told somebody they're a reporter for the Daily News. have to be someone else. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, I got a fake mustache. I wonder if it's too late to get. Uh, it is gotta be too late to get a cassette tape of God, God's Lost Children you can play as you uh, started your date. That might be interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I th thinking 
I'm thinking play play it subtle, and then if uh, if uh, she starts being coy. Right. Well, Mr. Shark Team said that you were paying for an interview, right? Mm -hmm. a, a conversation. So the first thing you'll have to negotiate, I guess, what it is that is on the offing. Mm -hmm. And I think at least you want to find out where she takes people. Because um, that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what is going on there. If there's a whole Chocho -cho brothel up there or whether they only sell redheads. Right. I think it would be a better idea to try to play it nervous um, because, you know, trying to like, like you're, you're kind of a little worried about it because you don't, if you come off with too many questions, you might, you might think that it's a sting operation. Not necessarily that it's us trying to get information because we're from San Damiel, but it might just be, you know, local police. Right, right. You know, we know that she knows how to operate a fairly significant firearm you could start a conversation about guns quite innocently. Or can you? Uh, not unless not unless she pulls one on me. All right. Well, and that's the other concern is, you know, uh, if she just, I mean, you can't really, you can't go to a knife, you can't go to a gunfight with a knife. You also can't go to a knife fight with a pipe bomb. You know, if she just pulls a switchblade on you because you call her Lurlene, I don't know what recourse we have. Well, I won't well, be juggling the pipe bomb. It's uh, it's kind of a... Well, the concern I have, and I think we should work out, is because uh, the restaurant's going to be closed. So if you get in trouble, how are we going to know that you need help? I'm hoping there's a window. Okay. If there isn't, um, well, if there's trouble, hopefully the... Uh, Hopefully the my little device can make one. Yeah. Uh I would prefer have a getaway car in the back alley. Okay. Yeah, I think we should have at least two vehicles. Yeah. Uh mm -hmm. you know, one or two of us oh. in the restaurant uh when you go up and one or two of us outside watching exits and entrances. I was also thinking you know, we haven't seen hide or hair of Dr. Finley. Maybe he's not um, among us anymore. Maybe Mrs. Finley took care of that problem already. Uh, and it's her we need to find. Perhaps. And would it be a good idea also for, uh, for Jonathan, for you to read the endurance chant before your evening? I'm, I'm might, debating. You, know, you might I, bring I have, some magic to that knife fight. Yeah, I have it mostly memorized. Hey, we can go goes, over that later. If you read the endurance chant and it goes good, it'll, it'll be good. And if it goes <laughs> bad, it'll be good. Yeah. Ethan speaking from scarred experience there. Yeah. A haunted look goes across yeah. Ethan's eyes. <laughs> so while Jonathan is going to go upstairs, what are the rest of you going to do? You said you're going uh, to bring a couple of cars. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be in a one of the cars will be the driver in the back because she's a. I'm the one person she's seen, you know, down there. So even with my hair a different color, I don't think it's wise. That she and sees we me. we also can't let you get anywhere near that chocho liquor. 
That was good stuff. A little rough, but I wonder if hmm. Because private room, I'm wondering if there's going to be an open bar there, or at least a bottle. You could probably just buy one from the bar to take up there. Yeah. Probably under the negotiations. Yeah, your friend Sharktooth seems pretty accommodating. She'll probably be smoking marijuana, though. I don't no, know. Is there, is there smoking in the building? I haven't noticed any uh, signs. If it's oh, in 1991 in Toronto, they're smoking everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And also, when we were in her apartment, there was, uh, you know, joints and stuff. So she might not be a drinker. So take that. If you're going to try and ply her with alcohol, it might not work because she might just smoke. Right, right. All right. So what are we, what are we hoping to find out from her? So, you know, that we go, that you know when to be like, hey, I'm done. Well, yeah, we don't have any reason to think she's been trafficked, right? We think, I mean, she's just living in that crappy apartment. It doesn't yeah. seem like she's under duress. I guess yeah. really just why is she in, in Toronto? Because if Dr. Finley brought her here, all right, that's the reason. That's I think that's really what, that's so curious, is that she was one who attacked us in San Daniel, and now she's here. Yeah. And Dr. Finley is. I don't or know if she's trying to get away. Yeah, but why she's was she get away, it is purely coincidental that uh, she ended up in Toronto working, working at for the bar. restaurant that is owned by Dr. Finley's mm -hmm. wife. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That yeah, that probably takes that off the uh, off the menu. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there was something you could say that would uh, increase the chances that she trusted you rather than think that you're bad news but i don't know mm. you know saying hey lurlene i saw you in san daniel pointing a weapon at my vehicle isn't gonna make her open up i assume well perhaps you can pull a james bond and make her fall in love with you yeah <laughs> uh, just do what do, do what works on a lot of women just whatever she says just rearrange the sentence and you know, and then she'll be like, Oh yeah, he does get me. So you know. Or else I, you could just I, try being Dr. Yeah, maybe, Sandy. Maybe I should just uh, yeah, maybe I should just paraphrase everything. Yeah, I fell for it when I was younger, but uh, now I'm older and better. But all right. So. All right. Um so uh we, do you, can the hotel arrange for a second rental car so it's easier for us to have two vehicles? Um, yeah, you can rent a car. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Heather, you want to be in front? Uh, who wants uh, to drive? Or back, rather. Heather wants to be yeah. in back. Actually, Todd says that's not... I mean, uh, um, Scott says that's not a problem. He'll, uh, he'll hang with you guys downstairs. All right. If there's, if there's any trouble... Uh, he and Jeff know how to uh, do kung fu. Oh, nice. Um, to what extent, uh, sort of out of game, to what extent are we confiding in those two regarding this endeavor? I mean, we don't think that... Aren't you all there together? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I, I sort of indicated that over coffee and aperitif, we're going to pull away from Scott and Jeff to because oh. we're talking about multiple criminal activities that they don't know yeah. about. Anything, anything mentioning a pipe bomb will be spoken in okay. hushed and secreted tones around them. They, but if we uh, if we are thinking about a car and we ask him and he says, "Oh, you know," um, they they have also made it clear uh, that they have strong suspicions about the black dragon too. Yeah, because all the evidence seems to point more or less in those directions. Okay, so we're going to mention both that we need a car and that we're going to do a little operation at the Black Dragon and their eager colleagues in that. But we're not going to mention Zandamiel or God's Lost Children or Don Biozyme or any other connections. Right, okay. I and I do want you to do, um, I want you to all do kind of a psychology role on Scott. No good. Oh. No. Missed uh, I got a 003. Okay. Uh, Dr. Liege, it seems pretty obvious to you that Scott is really protective of Jeff. Hmm. So although Scott's willing to put himself in harm's way, he's going to make sure that he's between harm and Jeff. Jeff, on the other hand, is kind of eager. Mm -hmm. Maybe because he's too too young and dumb to realize <laughs> how dangerous things can really get. All right. So you, uh, uh, Scott rents a car, a very nice car. I don't know what was really hot back then, but maybe a Lexus or I don't know, something like that. Um, a Rolls Royce. Yeah. It really shipped across the border and then melted down for gold. <laughs> um. So you, you drive over there. What time was your meeting supposed to be? 10. 10, okay. So you drive over there about 9.45. And uh, Scott and, and Jeff and whoever else wants to stay with him will be in the front. Okay. And then Heather and whoever else with Heather is going to go into the back. I'll go with Heather into the back then. All right. And so, Margaret, uh, you want to sit at the bar and we'll keep an eye on things inside as long as, yes, you know, that, that I mean, the restaurant's going to be open for a while after 10. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe light rum and Cokes for us. Yes. Um, and they know that you're with Dr. Liege anyway, so. All right. So you let us all get into position, uh, Margaret and uh, Desmond. You walk in. I s assume with Doctor Liege, but Doctor Liege goes over to the bar, and uh, he's the bartender. Is you know cleaning up, and he says, "Oh, so you came back? Good." Of course. Things went well today. So he he walks over and he looks in the window and he he taps a couple times on the window, and makes a little sort of a sign and he says, yeah, she'll be ready in about five minutes. Should uh, I just head up? Uh, well, first, you know. <laughs> so you give him the 20 bucks. Um, and he says, yeah, go up the stairs and uh, to the right. And you can sort of guess that that's going to bring you above the pool 
that she's mm-hmm. in. All right. So uh, you step through the door that goes up and he closes it behind you. And you realize that it goes up to the next floor and that there is a hallway with a number of doors on either side, um, most likely offices. There is uh, a, a male chocho fellow down at the far end of the hallway, just smoking a cigarette and standing there. It looks like he's taking a break. He's not dressed like an employee, an active employee. So maybe he's a manager or, or something like that. And is he, he just, kind of, is he kind of burly or? No, none of them are. All of the chochos okay. are kind of, you know, five foot and, uh, they all have that sort of black bowl cut. Um, uh, they've all got their teeth filed and they're all diminutive. They're not very big looking people. Um, uh, but he gives you a toothy grin as he, as he realizes where you're going. I shoot him a wink. Okay. And uh, what do you do? You're standing in front of the door. I'll open it up and saunter casually in. Okay. Uh, you step in uh, just as Lurleen is hanging up her mermaid costume. Uh, now imagine, if you will, you're in a, a room that's roughly, oh, 10 feet uh, square, except that there is a round circular pool in the center that drops down to the next level. And there's some water residue around it because she's just gotten out. And she's, uh, she must have, in the last five minutes, stripped off her costume dried off, hung it up, put some clothes on. And she's, you know, she's just finishing putting this up. And she says, she says, well, now, honey, come on inside. And she turns around and she looks at you and she just sort of stops. And she says, oh, what fresh shit is this? You're one of those doctors from San Damiel, ain't you? I see my reputation precedes me. She reaches back and she pulls Nothing. out a cigarette and uh, don't panic. And you see her, she's shaking just a little as she lights it. And she says, well, I figured at some point you'd catch up. Just didn't think you'd catch up here in Toronto. Have a seat. Certainly. So how did you how did you find me? Entirely coincidental, actually. Yeah, I don't believe that. We were sent up here on assignment. We happened across a black dragon, and we noticed that uh, this one was a little bit more um, up and running than the one in San Damio. Came on in, and, uh, well, one of my colleagues noticed you in the tank. Well, I, I would be, I would be glad that it's not her talking with you. She's still rather irate. 
Well, I'm sorry about that whole business back there, but, uh, you know, a job is a job. What was that? We weren't hauling anything sensitive. Look. Unless you want. All I know is that me and my boyfriend and our friends, we were hired by Mr. Finley to stop your van and take whatever you had in the back. We had another van behind us with some cho-cho in it that we're going to take whatever it was you had. Hmm. What are what he wants with insulin? I have no idea what he wants with insulin. She says, but he paid us $4,000. And uh, after, after we failed, he still paid for us to come up here to Toronto. Hmm. Of course, we're not all here anymore. She says, Does my, she seem, go ahead. Does she seem downcast when she says that or? Yeah. Um, yeah. She says, uh, her boyfriend tank, uh, he was the guy driving the bike. He got in an accident last week and didn't make it. Hmm. And, uh, at the time, at the, mo- at, at the moment, I don't know where Tony and Pete are. Well, what brought you up here? Like I say, he wanted us to get out of town. So he sent us up here. Huh. I guess that makes sense. Any contact with him since? No, none whatsoever. I figured we'd just stay up here for a while and... I don't know. It's... uh, The tickets were one way, so I'm not sure that he wanted us to come back until he contacted us. We were under the assumption that he came up here. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. My last contact was when he uh, sent us all packing. That was weeks ago. Did you hear about the uh, explosion at his facility? No, was there an explosion? Yeah. I don't know what they do at that facility. Like I say, they just hired us. I don't know. Narcotics. I don't know. Maybe their meth lab blew up. They showed, us all your, they showed us all your pictures, though. That's how I recognized you. Did they get my good side? I suppose. <laughs> but you know what? You may have made a terrible mistake, though, coming up here. Yeah. What makes you so, say that? These Chocho people, they're crazy. They're some kind of crazy, like like kind of crazy I've never seen before. They're, Finley told me to apply for a job here, and, and I took it, but God, I wish I hadn't. I'm scared for my life most of the time working here. Huh. Also, there's no point in me telling any, telling you any of this. Why is that? And she sort of goes. She says, you know, they're listening. I figured. Tick, tick, tick. You're you're running out of time. Well, this is an enlightening uh, 
This was an enlightening meeting. So while that's going on upstairs, uh, Dr. Margaret and Dr. Flores, you notice the, uh, the fellow behind the bar uh, he turns around a couple of times and he looks at this fixture on the wall. Uh, it doesn't look like something electronic. It looks more like, a, I don't know, like an old fashioned tube that you would find in a ship that you can hear things through. And at some point he looks, he, he moves away from it rather quickly and talks to a couple of other people. Uh, other other chochos and you see those chochos immediately go back into the kitchen and it looks like they're getting ready for something uh, margaret i suspect this is our last meal at the black dragon yes um i'm gonna pull out of my out of my purse a copy of the endurance chant okay I think this is yeah, Jonathan, something's going on. Dr. Leach, did you actually use the endurance chant? Okay. Um, in the car ride over. Heather, you sitting out in the back of the uh, restaurant, uh, you notice at, at uh, right, right very soon after you've parked there, you notice a couple of Chocho come out and uh, stand in the alley and smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And uh, after about 10 minutes or so, uh, you suddenly notice the back door open and a Chocho fellow leans out and says something in, in a foreign language to the two that are there. And they immediately throw down their cigarettes and they go inside. Okay. As soon as they, is it one of those doors that when it's closed, there's no door handle on the outside? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try and dash and see if I can like wedge my shoe in there. I'm trying to get, stop it. So then I can wedge something. So it's propped open. Might be tough. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get okay. out of the car, run down the alley. and. Okay. All right. All right. Then I'll point that out to uh, Ethan. I'm like going, did you see that? They're uh, pulled them back in pretty quick. Their smoke break wasn't even over with. Um, Hmm. Could be bad, but you want to take a walk around the front and see, or should we stay here? Um, yeah, why don't we uh, go up front and take a look? I mean, the chances that, that Jonathan's going to run out that back door are pretty low. In, in so let's car. get the car back to the front, so if we need to get out of here, we can. Right, I agree. All right, Dr. Liege, Lurleen says to you, she says, it's going to be bad for me too because now I've told you all this. So. Do they know where you're holed up? Oh, yeah, they know where we are. They're probably getting ready right now. So if we're going to make a break for it, I, I, I want out too. All right. I don't ever want to come back to this place. Keep talking. I'm going to open up my previously very um, downplayed small satchel 
shuffle through some uh, obviously blank papers in there and pull out a tube. Keep keep talking. What's that? So uh, tell me about your childhood. I'm going to saunter over to the... Uh, My childhood is, there a, was... is there a window? Uh, there is a window. Okay. I'm gonna, does it face out to the... Uh, it's, like back a ba- it's like a bathroom window, so it's not... Yeah. Uh, not does it go up at all? Um, it, it opens sideways. Okay. Like a bathroom window. I'll open it up and wave to uh, whichever car is available. Okay. She says you got you got friends out there. Good. You'll need them. So uh I didn't expect a Southern Bell up here. Well I was I was born in uh Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> That's very nice. I think my uh I think a friend of mine is from there. Kind of hot though, muggy. I'm gonna go over to the door and listen at it. Is there any noise outside? Yeah, you can hear some shuffling around outside there. Okay. The door does open outwards, by the way. Okay. Into the hall. So they're listening? Yeah. Would I have a good idea of how many staff are are there? Just from like waiters, bartender? The place is pretty damn busy. So, I mean, it was busy. So there could be any number of uh, maybe 10. Okay. Uh, quick question for the GM. <clears throat> the wait staff is Chocho also, or were they yep. locals? Oh, nope. okay. I, I thought it was. There were some females on the wait staff, but most most of the employees here were male. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, gesture for Lurleen to join me by the window. Okay. How far How far down is it? Is it just second story? A second story. Standard. It's, it's too All small right. to climb out. Is it too small to climb it's, out? It's too small to climb out. Really? Is it too small for an endurance chanted person to rip out and make wide enough to climb out? Maybe not. Maybe you could, yeah. Wanna roll? All right, yeah. I think just, yeah, do a strength roll. And just. I was going to say, just as you're about to do that, she's like, what are you going to do? That's a success. <laughs> All right. So you grab, a hold of the, you grab a hold of the frame itself, mm-hmm. and it, it busts out with a loud explosion of, of noise. And Lurleen backs away like, what on earth like this? Uh, Heather, you see something upstairs tearing open the wall. What the fuck? I, I think it went. I think it went bad, Ethan. <laughs> oh, stop! Stop the car. <laughs> um, and almost immediately, Doctor Leash, uh, you hear 
uh, rattling at the door and the door flies open and three Chocho come in with butcher knives in their hands. Hmm. And they look at you with surprise as you're busting the wall out. I'll toss the, uh, I'll toss the window frame at them. Say okay. catch. Go ahead and uh, call that a, a brawl, I guess. You're throwing something <laughs> Okay. Doesn't need to hit them, just startle them. That's actually, that's actually a success. Okay. For a brawl. They got, a, they got an 80. So what you ended up doing is throwing it at them and hitting the guy in the front who falls <laughs> backwards and hits the others. And, uh, but now you, you can hear people running up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I am going to... All right, so Fuse is about... We'll say seven seconds. Okay. That's pretty standard. Okay. Um, I will light the fuse, toss it not towards them, but kind of uh, wall adjacent along that side. Okay. And then grab Lurleen and jump out. Um, once I see them leaving, I'm going to yell at Ethan. I'm like, open the door, get in the back seat so they have somewhere to hop into the car. <laughs> okay. What, what, um, what kind of car are we? Yeah, sedan. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I was asking. <laughs> Margaret and, and Desmond, you hear an explosion upstairs. Is this the window or the... It's the window. You hear, you hear what sounds like something hitting the side of the building. And uh, several Chocho running up the stairs. Several Chocho run up the stairs. Okay, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna uh, uh, skip the. I'll throw a twenty on the bar and escort yep. Margaret quickly toward the front exit. Okay. Um, there's a few other people in the place that uh, are surprised. They make the. Oh, is there is there a fire alarm on the wall anywhere? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you pull the fire alarm, the fire alarm begins. Dr. Lee's, you hear the fire alarm. Every, everybody can hear the fire alarm, even at the people outside. Um, all right, Dr. Lee's, you leap down to the ground. Uh, let's see if Lurleen gets hurt. No, she doesn't get hurt. You're like her Superman. <laughs> and, uh, but as soon as you let go of her and put her on the ground... Mm-hmm. She, she runs down the alley. She like wants to get the hell away from there. Well, I'm right I'll, there. I'm I'll like, yell, get in, yeah. get in, get in. I'll yell at her. It's going to be safer in the car. All right. So she runs over and she gets in the car. Dr. Lee's, you're following behind her. Just as a whole bunch of Chocho, three or four of them, come out the back door and uh, start chasing you down the alley. Um, Gun it. With the butcher knives and uh, cleavers. Um, well, they're right behind you, so before you can get in the car, let's do, do, do a dodge roll. I'm going to lean out the, the passenger side window with a flashlight like this and hope to scare them. Maybe they'll... Flash it in their faces? No, no, they let them think it's a gun. Oh, like okay. hold, hold it back or, you know, like the butt end of the light. 
and just yell something. And let, if all they're going to see is somebody holding something black like this in night in the dark. So they're not going to know if it's a gun or. I failed. I just failed the dodge roll. Okay. Well, they failed. One of them throws a cleaver at you, but it, it, maybe it, uh, it clatters to the ground next to you because they're, they see the, they start screaming stuff at you in Chocho. Um, uh, Margaret and Desmond, you run out the front and hop in the car with, um, with, uh, Todd Hill and, uh, and Davidson and, uh, you, uh, you start going, everybody else, you, you get in the car, you start going, the Chocho is screaming at you and the bomb goes off and you, you hear the boom. Uh, it does structural damage to the upstairs area. Uh, you see the smoke come out uh, and about now you can hear fire engines in the distance. Scott, I recommend we drive toward the hotel in a leisurely fashion. And uh, I'm driving, I'm moving along, I look over and go, what'd you bring the bitch for? We don't want her. <laughs> now, now. I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to reconcile later. Consider also that all of you think that she's still the one who's eating people, so. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with her being here. <laughs> Except for Dr. Oh. Leash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if we're uh, driving along, I recommend everyone put on their seatbelts. And uh, if she doesn't, I'll slam on the brakes really hard. And then <laughs> she shot at me. And then I'm going to drive a little calmer once I'm about maybe about a mile or so away. Start calming down on my driving. Right. I told you she was still a little upset. So, where are you guys going to go? I don't. I'm directing Scott back to the hotel. I yep. don't know where else we'd rendezvous. Um, we don't know that, you know, Lurleen is, is with the other vehicle. We just know that things were going... Everything upstairs went very... Um, very, very south, yeah. Mm-hmm. South in more ways than one. Um. And I don't want to take her back to the hotel because I don't want her does to know she where have, I'm staying. Does she have anything that she needs to get at, at her place? Um, well, um, you can ask her, but um, you guys are kind of so manic at this point. Um, yeah, she says she wants to get her stuff, but she, she's got to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they know where she lives. All right, let's uh, let's go there before they have a chance to regroup and hit uh, up the the obvious position. All right. Well, we'll say that you do manage to get Lurleen to her flat. Uh, she runs in, grabs a suitcase with a bunch of her clothes in it, and she's back out again in ten minutes. And she says she doesn't know where she's going to go, but. She's got to get out of town. Um, back then, you didn't need a passport. So um, my plan, unless anyone overrides me, I'm going to take her to the bus depot and kick her out. 
Well, she's got a she's got a passport. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she says just drop her at the at the, at the, the bus station and uh, she'll get the hell out of town. And she's sorry for everything that happened. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's probably best. Y'all know where Finley lives. Uh, I, I was muted. Uh, if she if she we're just leaving her at the bus, give us ten minutes. Let let Desmond and Margaret talk with her. Maybe they'll have a question before. If you're just jumping on a bus going anywhere, might as well mm. give us ten minutes of your time. Well, didn't Desmond and Margaret go back to the hotel? Yeah, yeah. they went we, back to the hotel. One of us can go back. Get, I just didn't want to let her leave if they had any questions for her. Like what I don't if we think get her we, a what if we get her a ticket for uh, San Damiel and send her back there? Phone ahead so that uh, Phil Wilderness people can pick her up at the airport. See, yeah, maybe that. Well, she, might... she says she doesn't want any connections to any of this anymore. So, and and you've pretty much pumped her for information. She doesn't know anything more. She was just hired. Uh, and Okay. She doesn't really even know who Finley is. Well, that's what I was going to see if she could get any more information about Finley. Out. He was a guy that had $4,000 and wanted them to steal something from your van. Right. Uh, when was the last time you saw the, uh, I can't remember their names, the other two gentlemen? Because her boyfriend gone. Tony and Pete. Tony and Pete. Yeah. Tony's a girl. Tony and Pete. Oh, Pete. sorry. She hasn't seen them for a week, a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. But they definitely came up here. Yes. They all flew up together. All right. You know what? If, if I'm assuming she told us about the accident now, they might've all been systematically having accidents. Finley might've been tying up loose ends one at a time. That's possible. Except that he gave them $4,000 in airplane tickets. So. That's a lot of get money. get them get, get, yeah, get them safely out of the country, then eliminate them so they can't tie it back to him. Okay. All right. So she gets on a bus and she goes. Yeah. Or you rather you leave her at the. You can't just get on a bus. You have to. Right. I don't care about her. Bus. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then. Um, you think anyone saw our license plates? In the dark? No. Just okay. the Chocho. Who cares? Okay. They won't send the well, cops. Were there after any street us. lights in the back alley? No. Okay. Yeah, All they right. might not even know the color of the car. Okay. They All definitely right. know the make, so uh, let's get a different rental. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Well, I wish Lurleen well. And right. we're off. So you end up back at uh, back at the hotel, and uh, Scott and uh, Jeff are giggling, excited. It's like they're staying across wow. the street since the uh, burglary, right? Well, they're still staying in their rooms. Oh, I see. Yeah. And in fact, when Scott gets back. Um, and and goes up to the concierge. The concierge says, "Got a package for you." 
and hands him the uh, his book of shadows, and he looks completely flummoxed, like somebody stole it and then sent it back to me, and there's no return address. Maybe the maybe the the maid had a change of heart. Whatever. Maybe your, maybe your magic is working. Well, he's 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 very delighted, but he's also completely baffled. So he thinks that he wants to do some research on this lully fellow. I mean, there should be plenty of information on him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with him. I'd like to do some research on him too. But libraries are closed this time of the evening. So, did uh, Jeffrey and Scott have you visited his um, weird golden staircase, creepy church building? Well, no, we really didn't have him on our list until the cab company. Well, I can start your research this way. They've got a lot of big bouncers. The place is. Uh, you know, you'd think they were a half church and half Fort Knox, which is another reason I think to consider him pretty suspicious. Well, it's not surprising. I mean, TV evangelists are criminals as far as we're concerned. Most religion, religious people are. Mm. There is magic in the world, though. I can assure you of that. Well, that's what we believe. Speaking of which, how is Dr. Lee uh, coming? Is he... Yeah, how long How long has it been? Um, I, I think I gave you uh, uh, instructions on what to do. How long... Yeah, yeah I, I rolled all this before. I have, I have five hours. Well, okay. you might as well show him. So you can yeah. do some cartwheels around the block. Yeah. <laughs> Go so, find a car battery. How long, is this, how long is this whole charade taken? Just like uh, an hour or? Probably, uh, yeah, an hour. Okay. Oh boy, I don't need coffee yet. Yeah. It's a pity you don't have a convenient outlet for all that energy. I remember being very excitable. Go out dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in the game, actually, you don't know when you're going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, we have to be we have to be prepared to uh, bring you a lot of fluids. Bring me a hi. Bring me a pot of coffee. Pot of coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of flapjacks. You do jump, jumping mm. jacks in the living room. Definitely. I feel like you should like go and push some trains around at the, at the train yard or something, just because it'll feel great. It really feels great. Uh, do you think my pecs need more definition? Maybe we'll do some push-ups. Yeah. Are we in the hotel room? I'll just rip off my shirt yeah. and be like, hmm. <laughs> Doesn't look any different. You're just yeah, stronger. Just, yeah. <laughs> all 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 the flab, but yet all the strength. Hey now. Hmm. All right. So okay. you managed to burn off uh after what you said five hours. So four hours from now. We'll say it's what? It's gonna be four o'clock in the morning before you uh, you crash. 
and then you're going to crash for an equal number of hours. So you'll be up around 11. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we can count Dr. Lee Jet for today's activities. From my, from my room, you hear, everything is pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. So which one was wanting to do the research? Was it Scott? Scott was doing wanting to do the research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make plans. Uh, I go, hey, well, you want to meet for breakfast and we'll head to the library? Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a good idea. You don't want to be around this guy when he's uh hyped up like that. I've been around someone like it. Loses his charm. <laughs> so Somebody outside honks and uh, <laughs> cops. <laughs> um, Scott starts asking you just questions, you know, like anybody would. Mm -hmm. So it's going to depend on how much you want to sort of tell him of what's going on. Well, I wanted to say something to Scott. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, with just to be fully honest here scott and jeff just if you're going to undertake this research with us i honestly have to let you know that your life will honestly be in danger i can't let you walk into this unless you know you truly will be so you think that we're really on to something here that we might oh i i i know i you have no idea what we're up to. And yes, your life will be in danger if you continue to proceed down this road. I need to tell you that because all of us have almost died at least three times already. Yes, you, you wouldn't have even to... believe half of what... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, no our, our line of work has led us into some quite interesting situations. Did you ever hear the news report about Big Jenny? Big Jenny. That was that... Uh... That giant girl down in uh, California? Mm-hmm. You guys know something about that? That's my yeah, uh, ex-girlfriend. been involved in a lot of... Oh, my God. So what was that deal? What was, what was with her? Can't even begin to get into it. Just like we said last night, magic is real. Hmm. So Scott kind of goes quiet and Jeff starts asking questions. Um, so you, you saw her and she had saw like, her. did she have like four, four arms? At least the pictures that we saw. Yep. Quite. We just get, we just get involved in just weird situations that end up being dangerous. Just wanted to. And now you're up here looking for the Ripper. They're, they're all connected. The fellow that we followed from California to here uh, knew the mermaid and uh, is responsible for what happened to Jenny. Uh, and as far as we know, he's here now. Wow. Yeah. Roll for sanity. Jenny also disappeared, and we believe that she's in some government lab or eliminated at this point. And she was also carrying a child when she disappeared. Um, so 
do a psychology roll. You can do it on both of them, we'll say. I failed. I actually succeeded. 26 for 40. Okay. If you succeeded, what you notice is that Scott is looking more and more concerned with what the, of the things you're saying. Um, Jeff is excited, but he's naive. Um, there comes a point where finally Scott sort of, you guys are having breakfast, I assume. So Scott says, you know, I have to be honest. At this point, I mean, it was kind of, fun helping you guys out but if you think that there's really danger i mean if we're really getting close to the ripper and the ripper is not going to want to be known he's going to want to stop us but you guys say you faced a lot of this kind of danger before i'm not sure that i want to be involved if that's really the case i don't think jeff should be involved I think we're, we're, and Jeff's like, oh, come on. And he's like, no, I, I think that we're probably at the end of our vacation. We, uh, we need to seriously think about going. Yeah. I mean, feel free to help us with the invest, with the research today. Um, that's more than admirable. I just didn't want you going blindly into something that could make you insane or, uh, possibly kill you we'll think about it but yeah i think i might i want to err on the side of caution but well let's go to the library and see what we can find and the library should be reasonably safe Um, yeah and you know if you want to go your own way and you find anything that's interesting that you want to pass on to us you know that's that could be you know you never know who can be helpful but you yeah you should be aware that there's danger um and is, you guys is there TV in the is there TV down there with have we had any chance to see anything about the Black Dragon on television news? I'm just curious whether it's news. Um yeah, I'm sure it would be on the news. Uh uh an explosion rips through the Black Dragon. Uh fortunately it was after hours, nobody was seriously injured. Um but there is structural damage. They think it was a gas leak. Um Mm-hmm. And yeah, they they're obviously covering it up. That is all I was worried about. <laughs> um, which actually should inf- tell you at least that they must have illegal shit going on there because otherwise they they, they definitely don't want an investigation. Right, yeah. and they probably had some actual injuries on their own, given that the pipe bomb went off near three. Right. Yeah collapsed individuals how many doors did you say dr liege were on the hallway between the top of the stairs and the and the smiling smoker so like five yeah how long do you think it's going to take them to patch that hole in the wall five opium dens uh less time than it will take to to get a ladder well (laughs) Well, less time than it'll take the the patching of the wall will be easier than the structural damage so, let me say perhaps it would be worth going back with their closed with a ladder. They know all our faces. 
Yeah, that's true. But if they unless they all live there, look, they obviously don't want the cops involved with whatever it is that they're doing. So, I would be very surprised if they reported any theft or break-ins. What I'm seeing is we go in after they're closed for the night. Yeah, go at like one in the morning. I'm not stepping back back in there during their operating hours. No, no. I I enjoy living a little too much for that. Walk in. Hey, can we get some food? <laughs> Love those appetizers. Uh, none of the none of the doors upstairs had any labels or anything on them, of course. Uh, no, not that you could see. Uh, one was marked in Braille as Opium Den. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, uh, who was all going to the library? I was. Yeah. So, I'll just um, go together. We might as well. I want to do yeah, what, research. What time is what time is the library run? The fax is coming through. Maybe it's going Sandy for me. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, you had just asked something? That hour, I mean, after breakfast. I mean, Dr. Liege, of course, maybe somebody should stay with Dr. Liege and arrange room service and whatnot. I'll just get I'll just kick some coffee and soldier through. Right, I remember well, you you were passed dead to the world for a few hours. You don't want to be bothered with nothing. Let them sleep it off. And oh no, my con roll failed. So yes, I am. I'm, nope, not soldiering through. Right no. after breakfast, I went up to see how Doctor Liege was, and you know, the drool, the drool yeah. coming down the side of his mouth. The pillows stuck to his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Dr. Leach is going to stay there. Was somebody going to stay with him or? Well, perhaps, I mean, if Scott is worried about Jeff, maybe we have Jeff stay here in the safety of the hotel. And Jeff doesn't like that idea at all. Okay. <laughs> well, I can, I'll, I'll stay with Dr. Leach. <laughs> Jeff is way too excited to stay. All right, Dr. Evans, you stay. Um, we can safely say that absolutely nothing happens, Dr. Yep, it's a nice, relaxed. Right. I'm watching some TV. You watch some TV. Maybe looking for that televangelist that, um, why can I never remember his name? Lolly. Lolly. Baxter Lolly. Baxter Lolly. Right. So the other three, you guys head over to the library with Scott and David. And um, what you what you find out about Lully? Um, let's see. What can I tell you? General information you find. Uh, uh, Reverend Lully in the 1960s was a youthful, outspoken, uh, sort of you know hell hell and brimstone fire uh, preacher. Um, he ended up on a, a Sunday morning radio show. He ended up with a large congregation. He got uh, prosperous. Um, then his uh, cable television came into uh, exposure in the 1980s. Uh, he managed to get a piece on there and just grew and grew with a kind of a Southern flavor. And 
Uh, he was at first not very popular at all with the Canadians. Uh, most of his broadcasts went uh, statewide, but eventually it, it sort of took over. Um, now his uh, daily ministries and his Sunday spectaculars reach millions, and uh, he's probably pulling in $100 million a year. Wow. Ministry. Um, you could say that the Salvation Chapel, uh, from there, Lully rules a commercial and spiritual empire fueled by tough stances against abortion, drugs, AIDS, loud music, youthful excesses, welfare, homosexuality, MTV, pornography, molly coddling of criminals, communism, OPEC, uh, lawlessness, drug lords, obscene conduct on stage or in film, political namby-pambies, uh, higher taxes, naysaying, uh, disparagers of family values, alcoholics who nurse the sin of pride, child molesters, and presumptuous women. Oh, that son of a bitch. That was all. all right. Amen. Uh, I take it he's from the United States uh, originally? Uh, correct. Uh, did it say where? Or it doesn't matter? Uh, it doesn't matter. Someplace in the South. Okay. All right. Um, however, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Those of you at the library. Eleven. Okay. No, we're close. <laughs> um, Dr. Ethan, uh, you're looking through the newspapers and you run across something from uh, a little while back, not too far back. Um, find this. Um, let's see. It says chauffeur missing. The personal chauffeur of the, uh, what is it? Provocative. Provocative Reverend Baxter Lully was reported missing today. Jack Killian, 26, has been in the employee of Reverend Baxter Lully's Church of Redemption for three years. According to Cynthia Tearsdale, spokesman, of the, spokesman for the Church of Redemption, Killington was last seen late yesterday. Neither he nor Reverend White's stretch limousine has yet has been seen. I'm sorry. White stretch limousine has been seen, has since been seen. Representatives of the Church of Redemption declined to be quoted, but indicated that the young man may have been have been having personal troubles. The Reverend Lully could not be reached for comment. Sorry about fumbling over that. So did everybody get that? Yeah, and uh, how many days ago was that that he went missing? Uh, last week. Last, last week. week. Oh, interesting. Hard to hide a white stretch limousine. Yeah. yeah that's a big car. You guys want to do another spot hidden? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Success. Okay. Regular. So, uh, the following day, you find this. All right. Pratt, Pastor Lolly on hiatus. 
Tele television evangelist, the Reverend Baxter Lawley, this morning canceled appearances for the next few days. Church of the Redemption spokesperson Cynthia Teasdale noted the Reverend's unceasing efforts toward the salvation of mankind and cited his personal concern at the disappearance of Mr. Killian, his chauffeur. As you may recall from a previous article, Mr. Killian was reported as missing along with Reverend's, the Reverend's personal transport. The young man's redemption from a previous misguided life had been a personal crusade of Pastor Loli as he insisted the man was worthy of a second chance. Hmm. Back Killian. I would like to, while we're here, I'd like to do uh, research on the Chocho, where they are, are being expelled from or fleeing from. If what we know about their diaspora, like we know they're in San Daniel and in Toronto, but where else are they? Um, religious patterns. Go ahead and do a uh, library roll. Easy peasy, 12 for 60. So that's just an extreme. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of information. Um, it's, uh, it's a very remote area in the Himalayas that they're originally from. Uh, they are kind of uh, looked down upon by the Chinese uh, and other groups around them. Uh, there are the usual nasty rumors that they're cannibals, that they worship bizarre uh, gods that they're not Buddhists, um, all the sort of prejudices that you would expect, and because of the wars that are currently going on in the area, because of the the, the not the wars, the conflicts that are going on, uh, they've been forced to flee their ancestral lands, and some of them have traveled into Europe, some of them have traveled into the United States. Um, a good many of them went to Toronto, and a good many of them went to San Daniel. In that area. So those are the two largest uh, populations yeah. in the U.S.? Yes. Is there anything on um, Christian missionary work among the Chocho people? Um, no, not that you can find. Uh, it, the, the references in, as far as religion go is that they are very traditionally religious, but their religion is a kind of um, animalism or pantheism animism, yeah some sort yeah. of uh, <coughs> spirits inhabiting things and all right very very ancient all right i was really hoping to find a chocho translation of the bible oh uh, yeah no you won't find that um anything else you guys want to research Nothing I can think of. Okay. Is the Church of the Redemption only based in Toronto, or are there other? Does he have uh, satellite churches? Uh, there may, yeah, they may have small uh, satellite churches, but for the most part, the, the the this is their headquarters. It's pretty much all Baxter Lully, personally. Right. 
And that article didn't say anything about how long his hiatus was going to be, did it? Uh, no, didn't. Guess we'll be looking to chat with Cynthia Teasdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, I wonder if there's anything about uh, Jack Killian's criminal record somewhere in the, in the, in the public files. Pull out the old microfiche machine. Yeah, at least the rest records would be public. Nothing like the smell of hot microfiche. Would they? Would would arrest records be public? I, you know, it's very specific. The reason that the Florida man is famous is because all arrests in Florida are public knowledge. So you just get a better, bigger representation of wacky behavior. No idea about Toronto in the 90s. Okay. Um, go ahead. You could get lucky if it got arrested in a way that was public. Go ahead and you know. build a library role, but I want you to get at least a hard library role. I rolled a 37. I need a 30. Lucky am I. Do you want to use some luck? I'm pretty lucky these days. I'm going to spend it. That'll take me down to 52. Okay. Holy crap. What you find is that, um, what you find is more articles on Reverend Lully. Uh, not that I have printed out, but basically they say that uh, a couple of years ago, three years ago, um, he took this young man who was heavily into drugs and uh, alcohol and redeemed him, brought, gave him a, a decent place to stay um, and helped him you know, go through like a, a, some sort of program like the AA in order to get off, off drugs and alcohol. And that he'd been more or less a loyal follower and chauffeur. So it makes sense then that the Reverend Lully would be upset if the guy just suddenly disappeared with his uh, limo. Right. We just don't know anything about what kind of criminal activity he might've been up to. Right. Just that he had substance problems and was down and out. Right. Fair enough. So the, but those articles seem, you know, they're, they're not fluff pieces from the church of redemption. They're, so, they're somewhat they're journalistic to some degree. Well, there, you, you can, maybe you find other things from the Church of Redemption. They're usually pretty honest about the difficulties that the people have had that they've then come out of that because otherwise you don't have anything to brag about. You know, if they just said there's a bunch of nice people here, then but if you say it's a bunch of drug addicts and, uh, and people who are down and out that have been fixed or redeemed, mm-hmm. there's probably yeah. some really insulting ones too about, you know. Yeah, is uh, AIDS or does the church run like a an A group or an NA group uh, out of the church or? I'm not sure I understand the question. Wondering, like, uh, since like they help help out people that are alcoholics, mm-hmm. are they running the programs themselves or are they just going to the local A and narcotics and Yeah, no, they're 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 running them out of there. Okay. All right. Their own place. They have their own programs. They have uh, books on tape and they have, you know, right. handkerchiefs you can buy soaked in uh, holy oil, you know, to pray over, whatever. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. 
Um, you also come to realize that while it would seem that years ago, it, it seemed all about helping people. They were sending missionaries to foreign countries. They were, you know, helping the poor and the needy and so forth. Lately, it seems to have become far more of a money-making engine that's mm -hmm. like out of control. They're, they're, uh, they send out a lot of solicitation, you know, uh, very directed solicitation towards people to right. give money. Uh, sort of like the bakers, Jimmy and Tammy Faye bakers. Would, yeah, yeah. Sounds like, okay, yeah. Right. right, and I assume the demographics are real white because it's Canada. It's not a huge diasporic culture. Well, well in this case, it's on TV, so it's millions of people, all, all right. different colors. And right, right. But if we watch the TV show, the people praying in the Citadel are Citadel. Pretty, pretty pale. Probably. I mean, Toronto's quite diverse now. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because you're seeing mostly the stage stuff and not the, not the audience stuff. Um, yeah, you probably a... run into things uh, where uh, the Reverend Lully is planning on building a much bigger facility so that they can have a much larger amphitheater. Okay. Hmm. But he shut down operations for a bit. That kid's missing. And there's nothing about his specific teachings that's any more unusual than any other televangelist, right? He doesn't right. talking about Jesus and the good book and quoting John three sixteen and it all it all seems to be Bible based preaching. Right. A little well, more uh, prosperity in it, maybe. Right. God God rewards people who the more money you give to him, the more money God will give to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it it comes across as rather uh, money making. It's a money making scheme. Yeah. It may have once been something else, but it's no longer that. It's been corrupted. Okay. Is is Reverend Lilly married? No. That's unusual. She's never been married. Never been married. To a human woman. Right. And, you know, it's probably safe to assume that, I mean, the Rippers, we believe, somewhat tied to the Black Dragon. We suspect this guy's the Ripper. How would he be working with the Finleys? You know, why? Um, you know, one other obvious question: the uh, Lurleen said the Chochos wanted what was in the van. What? What would the Chochos want with what was in the van? Well, they could have been hired off. I mean, the it Black Dragon owned by Finley. Necessarily the Chochos. Didn't it was I, just I, I thought Lurleen said that 
Finley hired her, the gang and the Chochos to mm-hmm. process the whatever was in the vehicle. Yeah, that's what they, I thought. Uh, I their, thought they said, were, their job was to appropriate whatever was in the vehicle for Mr. Finley. To so, give to the Chocho, I thought she said. No. no. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that then. Okay. So that was that was probably entirely just to uh, reclaim their lost property. Yeah, he probably had the chocho because he was worried about the bikers seeing that thing and being like, what the crap? So, Dr. Ethan, do an idea roll. Twenty-two. All right. Uh, hard. Not sure I want to say it. I want to give you a tiny little seed and see where it runs. Finley hired the Chocho and the bikers to retrieve the thing that was in the canister. You left the facility with the thing in the canister in the truck and you were assaulted along the way. How did he know where we were going? Or that there was anything in that truck. It was a nondescript van on purpose. It was an insider. Somebody told them where we were going we would be picking it up well let's see here who would have known i doubt it would have been uh the guy accompanying us because slate slate yeah it'd be a weird thing to go somewhere where people are going to shoot at you right although that's a good way to cover it up i mean and it can't have been peter who shipped it to us in the first place i mean he is missing but we know an awful lot about his private life. I wouldn't expect him to be an inside man like that. Right, and Jadik would have just given it back if that's what he wanted to do. Hmm. And of course the five of you knew. Our damn research assistants. That one guy that- Jack, we're telling you. (laughs) There we go. Jack. Are, Are we going down the right rabbit hole here or should we steer? You you figured out the seed that I was throwing you, but I'm not going to give you. Okay, any. no, I just wanted to make sure we weren't <laughs> deep diving into the something completely off. All right, so we have an inside person who somebody is, at Full Wilderness is associated with Finley. Right now, we, uh, who that is? Because they also got photos of all of us before. Right. Before they attacked us, she had our photos. And that's not like she reviewed the photos and then immediately got on the motorcycle to come shoot at us. Like they were. Oh, and yeah, she had them long enough to recognize Dr. Lee. Right. So All they knew. Time who, later. They knew who they were hiring. But they were hiring us to, to show up. Hmm. Now we just have to figure out who the mole is. 
Is it one of the doctors at um, Zimbotech? No, what, but the uh, Don Biozyme. Not, no, not Don Biozyme. Where, where were we working in at uh, in San Damiel? Oh yeah, Zimbotech. Zimbotech. Okay. But that again, I'm not sure that was even arranged until after. Now Heather's future husband. That's not. He didn't come into play till we came up here, right? Right. Um. Well, he uh, he was mentioned in in uh, letters that That's we got. Yeah. Don Biozan was sending him uh, some milk. Yeah. 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 He's just an innocent victim. We. I hope so. Unless we're reporting directly to the head of Full Wilderness, we might want to censor our updates to them. Oh, we've been reporting. We've been sending airports through Slakes. Yeah. Hmm. Not trying to throw them under the bus just yet, but... But, I mean, Slakes knew we were up here. I mean, if you wanted, because they were working with the Chocho to try to get the whatever the hell that thing we had in the jar was trying to get that back with the chocho so it seemed like a convenient thing to tip the chocho up here off that we were right in their neighborhood mm -hmm. all right so who uh who who actually booked the travel because it's safe to assume that that it, all the fill wilderness isn't against us because they didn't want us here. They just wouldn't pay for us to be here. So obviously, I, it, I think it's safe to assume that most of Phil Wilderness likes what we're doing. There's just someone there trying to stop us. So who booked the travel? Because I'd say that they're probably all right. Um, do an idea roll. This is just more or less see if you remember. Right. Yeah, see, I can't remember. That's why I was asking you guys. <laughs> hmm. I'll just, I'll just say, um, Slakes, Slakes is your liaison. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert J. Dick has a secretary. I mm -hmm. forget her name. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's kind of an inner council. You know that that. Jadik's talked about that makes decisions for him. Slakes is on that council. Right. Clarice is the secretary. Oh, that's her name. Okay. Right. And they call them the tribal chieftains or something slightly creepy. Yeah, the 14 council members. So it's possible that something like this, they would all be aware of it to some extent. Right. Hmm. Oh, who have we interacted with at Full Wilderness? Oh, I can it would have, only I'm think sorry. of. I'm sorry to answer the question. I think it would have either been Slakes or or, or Clarice uh, yeah. would have booked your your stuff. If, if I and really either was, would have. I was just gonna say, if I remember, I thought it was Clarice because uh, the 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 head guy was out of town at that, or he had just left town or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think it, I don't know. I don't was think it, it Tate? Would be her. 
we still have no idea what happened to him. No, Peter Tate's still a big missing, but that's the problem. He, it seems bizarre that he would... He would send the creature to then only want to get it back. Yeah. I'm just trying to, just grasp an Ross here, just trying to think of... Maybe it's something we don't even know or we've never spoken to at Full Wilderness. Maybe this would be something to, when we're done here, try to go back and find out who that is. We could easily look up the council right from here because that's all in there. They send out flyers to request money from all over the world, and those pamphlets have the council members' photos in them. So, like, this guy's ahead of this, this guy runs this, because it's all another money-making scheme. I mean, it does good. I don't mean scheme like the church, but... uh... And also, we have to find, if not Finley, his wife. I mean, she is this link between the biotech side of things and the Chocho side of things. And I wouldn't be surprised if she knew Reverend Lully. Right, but I think... Yeah, I mean, just going all these places for for full wilderness. I mean, yeah, whoever whoever was who tried to get that creature back, I think would definitely be interested in recovering things. If they can't get the creatures, maybe they can get the substance. You know, maybe they could find somebody else who could help them. And now we've been almost just doing their legwork at this point. Mm-hmm. If they're intercepting your information, they now know a lot, perhaps even more than they knew before. Right, yeah. Well, this Mm. is something we need to keep in the back of our minds at all times while we proceed with our investigation. Maybe another clue or two as we continue, it'll yeah yeah um okay I was going to say you're probably correct it's probably fairly easy enough to find out who the other council members are okay well perhaps yeah it would be worth Finding out who they are and then doing a little bit of of research into each of them, trying to find a connection. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Just hold. What, I don't like being run around like this. What we would need with to a traitor somewhere to do is look at the council leaders dealings and see if any of them lead back to any of the companies that work directly with uh, Don Biozine. Or and another thing that might be worth looking into is the relationship between Full Wilderness and New World Industries. Who, who, what, um, because, orga- sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to, what organization was the one to help save the Chocho and fund the Chocho 
and get them out of that war zone. I wouldn't be shocked to find out that that was New World Industries. Well, I think doc, Mrs. Dr. Findlay was involved with that too, wasn't she? Yes. And there was to have to be a nonprofit associated with her directly, and I bet you that's the link. Right, but this, this company, right? I mean, they were behind all what Don Biozyme was working on. They were behind the experiments up here, things with Jenny. They had all those books Jenny was reading, like... These people are well-funded, well-organized, and have some kind of agenda with, as Desmond would say, the Divine Mother. I don't know what that is. But, I mean, a, a reach like that, I think they would be able to get somebody into full wilderness, don't you? I certainly do. Uh, I was hoping we could get a hold of that NWI database of texts through Dr. Glansandi. But I guess things over there got so disordered that we forgot about that. I'd like to know what else they have digital copies of. Um, so I'm going to go and phone him while we're having this conversation in a mysterious between space and time. I, I was just going to say. <laughs> in, Dr. The, Evans in the library Dr. lounge, yeah. Dr. Leach is unconscious. Yeah. Um, I'm still in the hotel. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But let's assume then that you finished at the library and you've gone back to the hotel and yeah. formed Margaret and Dr. Leash is just waking up around 11 a.m. Hold on. Do I hear people talking about subterfuge and a traitor within the ranks? Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Let's, that saves everyone a tirade. All right. Oh, but now maybe we gotta bring it up because I'm so interested to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. We all know it's Jack. Oh, he's been watching. He's been studying those tapes. He's trying to find a way. He, okay. You've got him addicted. Addicted to porn. <laughs> <laughs> the church will help him out. So. Yes, yeah, so they'll, they'll let him save him from that. So, um, hmm. So none of the uh, board members had the initial BOF, did, did they? That was what was carved in the car. I'm sorry, say that again? Did any of the board members, because we found their names, none of them had the initials Bravo, Oscar, Foxtrot? No. Um, okay. We'll say you found their names. I'll give their names to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Richard Slakes, obviously, is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Lily Moore. Francis Charles. Paul Schlesinger, Michael Dover, Jesse Thompson, and Claudia Kopeck, and Robert Jadick. He's the council head. Okay. Hmm. And as was pointed out in the beginning, Everything is decided democratically, but if Robert Chadick wants something done, it gets done because he's Robert Chadick. Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Desmond, you go over to uh, the phone um, and you phone. Uh, 
you phone uh, Don, uh, not Don Pazan, Rav Mishlam Industries. Um, the secretary informs you, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Glansanti is, uh, is not available. He's out of the country. That's uh, surprising. I would have thought um, we would have heard about that. Uh, do you know how long he plans to be away? Uh, just for a few days. I believe he's gone down uh, into the United States to California to meet with someone. Mm, in California. Okay. Well, thank you very much for help. Uh, please, if you do hear from him, uh, tell him that we'd like to speak. Of course. Thank you. And she takes your information, obviously. Well, no luck getting into the NWI database through Glenn Sunday right now. Right. Uh, we should ask Slakes if he can get us uh, a, you know, a backdoor or something into that. Where did Where did Glenn Sunday go? Then to California, she thought. Um, I don't know whether that means San Damiel, perhaps. Perhaps. I didn't want to appear too nosy because, you know, it's over the phone. Yeah. Maybe, any, maybe Finley is still there. Is there any uh, files or info we were wanting from Rothmersham while Glenn Sandy's not there? And they've seen us talking to him. We could maybe weasel our way in a, a little easier without him there. I think otherwise, I mean, generally, I think otherwise, he's our liaison. But then again, since you are a woman of many identities, perhaps uh, perhaps his absence will help. Yeah. We've I'd like to see what Kajal was working on. Right. I don't imagine that... Uh, Unless their computers were linked to a mainframe somewhere that was safe from the event, I don't imagine that there's anything that was retrievable from those offices. I have a feeling they sealed all that stuff off and burned it with a white-hot flame. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like the mutagen wore out pretty quickly, but nobody's going to take that chance. It's true. Hmm. All right, so what's your next move? Contemplation. Um, well, I'd like to see if we can get in touch with Cynthia Teasdale, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a spokesperson. Um, and see what she can tell us about Jack Killian. Um, and... Well, yeah, uh, there's that. And I'm also, I'm, I'm moderately obsessed with, I was looking, trying to look backward for Dr. Finley's wife's name. Was it Margaret something? Uh, give me a second. I think I got Wasn't she a Cho-Cho? Yes. She was, she was Asian, yeah, and, and famously unattractive. Except Madeline. 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 I'm assuming uh, that's her American name. Yeah, probably. And did she take Findlay as a last name? Yes. Um, she's not listed in the white pages, I assume? Nope. Um, 
you know, I'm willing to take, uh, you know, I assume she has to go to the Black Dragon to oversee the repairs. And I assume she's going to stand out. So I'm perfectly happy to do stakeout. I'll, I'll put on a fake mustache if it'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I really want to find her. She's, she is a big link. Yeah. We gotta be if we do end up finding her, we gotta be extremely careful. I mean, who knows what she knows? I mean, as far as I mean, we have an endurance chant, but I mean, she's where I would, would assume Finley found out about all this himself, so who knows what she knows? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to find her, not confront her. I'd like to find her and see where she goes and if there's some indication of her husband being alive, active, all of that. After all of this has happened um, and your discussions in front of uh, Scott and Jeff, Scott feels he needs to intervene and take Jeff out of there and they need to go. So they hope that you can all be friends. He leaves mm-hmm. you contact information for his home. Uh, I forget where I said he was from. Northern New York. Yeah, New York. Okay. Uh, and that he and Jeff are going to uh, fly out that evening and uh, head back to New York. Oh. But if, you ever, if you're ever in New York or, you know, they're quite, they're quite affable. They're quite friendly. Um, but he doesn't want anything to happen to Jeff, so he wants to get the hell out of there. Tell him enjoy. All right. Of course, and, if we all die and they get our contact information, you know, pull that off of our corpses. Hmm. Margaret. Very, Don't very trusted, Scott. Just memorize it and burn it. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret. It'll be fine. <laughs> Good luck. Don't do anything to Maybe you should get the police involved in all of this, he says. Maybe. I'm thinking, I'm thinking having the police snoop around the, uh, <clears throat> the horrible uh, gas explosion site at the Black Dragon would be uh, at least amusing. There was unfortunately yeah. anything that they found out. If they did find anything out, they wouldn't tell us. No, but it might really cause our. Uh, it might cause some difficulty for those uh, murderous mm-hmm. little maniacs. And we could or, and we could phone an anonymous tip saying that they we thought that they had unlicensed work done on their HVAC system. The more. The more stress that we put on uh, certain parties, the more likely they are to make mistakes. And those we can capitalize on. Right. Or they might just go underground and there goes our chance of finding Finley. Well, we can always set up traps for Finley elsewhere. Mm. Especially... You guys have told me about the mole, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Especially since 
we know they have a mole. We could set up a trap. What if we told, what if we reported that uh, we'd found a cache of mother's milk? Oh. In a particular location that we set up beforehand. That could work. And just a small cache because they, big players would know. Right. The whereabouts of most of it. So something that could have been siphoned off, forgotten about, not forgotten about, but. Codge Hill sent some to a lab in Ottawa. We have found a paper trail. Uh, there's six ounces in it that, a, you know, whatever we could look through public records and find a, a lab or make one up, probably the former. Mm -hmm. As long as we don't make it sound like, oh, golly gee, I hope Finley doesn't walk into this pit of spikes. Right. But now with that, with that lab idea, I don't know if we want to stay a real lab because we don't know how drastic they would get because, I mean, they killed a ton of people trying to get that stuff back. Yeah. Didn't we have a trace out on where cobra venom could be purchased, mm -hmm. sold, and when? We did we get we got nothing out of that, I guess. Yeah, the best Ethan, laid plans are things that aren't in the scenario. Ethan, you get anything yeah. from that? You searched for um, exotic animal sales and yeah. All sorts of things. Not that you didn't find anything. Anti-venom. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, about following Finley's wife. I mean, we could call the restaurant and say that uh, we're the uh, gas inspector and we're needing to speak to, speak with the owner and go, hey, we're going to be there at this time. Of course, we're not there. We're just sitting outside. But, you know, she's got to show up for this meeting. Well, or... Or, as I was saying earlier, I mean, there's a hole in the outside of their building. Oh, I like I like your idea if, of... Because uh... if, if they have any papers or any letters or any communications between her or letters between her and Glonsandi or her and Finley or whoever, and whoever might be in there. Mm -hmm. So it might be worth the risk. I would expect some of... I would expect some Chocho to live on the premises. I'm kind of thinking about South Asian restaurants that I'm familiar with, but you know, upstairs or in the back, there's they're never empty. Somebody's making the bread overnight. Somebody's, I mean, even though the place is closed, I don't know that we can count on doing anything stealthy that we won't be out stealth at. We can still go by, see if the lights are on. Yeah. We can see also, I mean, if, if six Chocho get in two vehicles and drive away, we can see if there's a little Chocho compound somewhere else, too, and get a, a bit of the lay of the land in that regard. Chocho land. Chocho town. <laughs> Maybe they have a train. <laughs> yeah. A Chocho -cho train? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, which ones we want to do? <laughs> well, if we're going to be uh, visiting the premises of a completely accidental natural gas explosion, 
I would definitely recommend dark clothing, gloves, which uh, we just so happened to pick up quite a few nice pairs of work gloves during our uh, during our trip. There's quite a few nice hardware stores here. Oh just, yeah, yeah, big just, city. Just throwing that out there. Um, Canadians are very handy people. Yes, yeah, quite, quite. Um, lots of uh, lots of tools. Yeah. All right. All right. So, what's your plan then? You're going to try to sneak into the uh, Black Dragon. Is that what I'm hearing? Are those uh, other rooms we might go in? But I, yeah. Ugh. So I say, many, I say, so I say yes, yes. Yes, let, let, hey, well, uh, let's, let's go this far. Let's say we stake out the Black Dragon and again, at least two vehicles and spend some time on it. There, we don't know whether they're going to be Chocho workmen or hired contractors. I'm hoping Madeline will show up because I would love to get, I'd love to see a tiny, arrogant woman get out of an expensive car and a fancy jacket and yell at some people and then follow her to her lair. Because she's got a lair somewhere with or without Dr. Finley still in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if she doesn't show up, then we get an idea of occupancy, whether the power is on, and what our chances are for getting in and out without getting chop chop. Mm. Hey, uh, Margaret, Heather, have you have you seen these? Uh, have you seen these utility knives? We we picked them up at the hardware store. They're pretty nice. Here, we got you some. Oh, good, good. Some daisy cutters. I like them. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think a few people, I think a few uh, areas and regions call them box cutters, but yeah. you can cut a you can cut a lot more than boxes with them. They're they're quite utilitarian. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I would like you to choose among you one person. Me, I volunteer. I don't know what I'm volunteering for. Way to be, Margaret. Dr. Evans volunteers as tribute. Margaret, do a luck roll and tell me what uh, what role. Or has been voted off the island, one of the two. Yeah, an 85 is not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can you spend some luck to, to get yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, all right. So let us assume that you spend this evening staking out the Black Dragon, okay? Um, Unfortunately, at no time do you see Mrs. Finley show up. Um, And you also notice that, uh, as Desmond said earlier, it looks like there's people there all the time. They might have apartments upstairs. Maybe that's what you saw. Right. Yeah. Okay. And when we go back to the hotel, be very cautious that we're not, that we don't get tailed. Do another luck roll. That's a pass this time. Okay. As far as you know, you don't get tailed. Yep. Like, and I should shut up about stuff, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Say it out loud and I get to play on it. Um, all right. So you arrive back at the hotel. It's probably evening by this time. 
Um, I think that we can end it there and you guys can think about what you want to do. So next time when we start, you'll have an idea of where you want to go with this. Um, but that's, that's probably a good spot. Uh, let's see. So our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gassaway with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help us support us, uh, I'm sorry, if you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.